Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Tuesday the 17th of January. And as usual with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas and insights in this podcast. All right, let's kick off with the scores on the doors. And of course, the US markets closed last night for Martin Luther King Jr., holiday. So nothing coming out of the US, although we have seen US futures, uh, both Dow Jones and NASDAQ, slightly weaker. That didn't hold back the European markets, though, with the stock 600 up 0.46 of a percent. The FTSE up 0.2 of a percent, closing in on an all-time high. Hard to believe, but then the UK market is very much skewed towards mining and oil and gas companies. So that does explain why the FTSE is close to an all-time high. Mind you, Europe is doing very well at the moment. Germany up 0.3, France up 0.3 as well. So all things good in Europe. And certainly uh, that US market didn't stop the US, uh, the UK and European markets from pushing a little bit higher. That's for sure. In the ASX 200 SPY futures, coming off the top a little bit, down 18 points, or 0.25%. So looking for maybe a little bit of profit-taking in our market today. It has had a pretty good run, to say the least, since the beginning of this year, as fresh money has been pouring in. In commodities overnight, we had the oil price down 1.3%. Dollar twelve eighty four twelve for Brent crude WTI oil seventy eight eighty four down one dollar and one cent one point two six percent down gold coming under a smidgling of pressure down point two three of a percent four dollars thirty to nineteen fifteen point six in LME copper we had a one percent fall nickel was up one point eight percent but that has been bouncing about all over the place aluminium up point seven five zinc down one, lead down 1.38, and ton down 1.38% as well. Iron ore pricing, well, Dalian Futures yesterday saw the iron ore price come under some pressure. It was down at 4.8%, but officially the iron ore price is pretty much unchanged at the moment. Lithium still a little bit weaker, and uh, we will see, I guess, some uh, weakness again in some of those lithium stocks. Of course, U.S. markets closed last night, so no movements at the station for that. Bitcoin, though, doing very well. It has been the winner so far of 2023, all that negative news that we saw in 22 with uh, FTX going bust, etc., um, has been um, sort of shuffled off to some extent in 23. It is a new year. It is a new dawn for Bitcoin, it seems at the moment, up nearly 2%. 21,329. The uh, Aussie dollar, 69.54, coming under a little bit of pressure with that US dollar strengthening slightly. And uh, that's one of the reasons why we saw the gold price come off. In news overnight, not that there was a huge amount of news, Davos kicks off. Plenty of pessimism around from the great and the good at Davos. This is the first time it's been held in winter, I think, for two years 
due to the pandemic. And BlackRock's Vice Chairman, Philip Hildebrand, said he is sceptical of any imminent pivot. Central banks will keep lifting rates this year, he says, to ensure inflation sticks to its downward path. Goldman Sachs has said commodities have the best outlook of any asset class in 2023. And uh, they see a perfect macro economic environment and more importantly critically low inventories for almost every key raw material ahead of uh, global sachs commodities says and uh, they are very bullish on commodities lack of supply in every single market you look at whether it is inventories at critical operating levels or production capacity has been exhausted they see record run-up in commodity prices such as we saw in 2007 to 2008. And of course, we all know what happened in 2008. DP World said freight rates to drop by a further 15 to 20% in 2023. They say the worst is still to come as demand slows. So that's the Dubai-based global logistics company. The uh, CEO said the first signs of a significant drop in demand were visible and freight rates on the shipping side had declined quite significantly. This is after the IMF has lowered growth forecast. Um, also, overnight, City sees little upside to market valuations in the US. They have their analysts are questioning the sustainability of the strong gains in the share markets. In local news today, AGY, Argosy Minerals, rumours in the AFR of a potential capital raising. Yesterday, it looks like Bain has fired the starting gun, as Pink Floyd would say on a Virgin IPO. There are four reasons the uh, market could be ready for the Virgin Airways IPO. It's operating a stable duopoly, the Fin Review says. It is winning from the post-COVID tourist revival. Airfares will stay high for an extended period. And there is the growth option in the frequent flyer business. The takeover panel is in session as well. Three uh, lawyers, ex-bankers, will be deciding the fate of Nitro Software after its deal with KKR Aludo. Uh, they will see whether they will allow uh, the rival bidder, Potentia Capital, to get due diligence. And talking of bidders and due diligence, Origin Energy, uh, the Brookfield exclusive period expired last night. Uh, Brookfield had partnered with EIG, a private equity company, in November to uh, put a $9 a share bid for Origin, and uh, that is still up in the air. Santos suffering a little bit of a setback with their Narrowbri gas project as it hits a legal roadblock. Traditional owners lodged a last-minute legal appeal over native title consent. And unprecedented profits pull punters back to bank stocks is the headline. Holding deposit account returns at rock-bottom rates is really helping those banks. NIM, the net interest margin, is blowing out higher as banks keep the deposit rates low and keep the mortgage rates high. One in ten cars here now sold are made in China. And in research notes today, Baby Bunting Group has been downgraded to a hold from an ad at Morgan's. Altium initiated neutral at UBS. Champion Iron downgraded to neutral from buy at Bank of America. Bapcor has been downgraded to underweight from equal weight at Morgan Stanley. 
Newcrest Mining downgraded to neutral from outperform at Macquarie. And the big three, BHP, Rio and Fortescue have all been downgraded as well. Uh, they have uh, seen some cuts there uh, to their um, outlooks as um, CSL is changing their recommendations. BHP downgraded to underperform from outperform. However, they've increased the target to $48.50 from $48. Rio downgraded to underperform from outperform. Target increased to $117.50 from $103. And Fortescue downgraded to sell from underperform. Target increased to $19 from $16.25. So they are obviously wrong CSL in lots of these in terms of their uh, price movements. And uh, they are moving their price targets up, but downgrading their performance analysis of these. Now, if you look at uh, those uh, research downgrades, downgrades being the operative word at the moment, analysts coming back on stream as the Christmas and New Year holidays come to an end. So we may well see more downgrades and more nerves coming through ahead of the results season, which picks up in February. Of course, a lot of it will be predicated on the fact that we have seen this big rally in the market. So a lot of analysts will be somewhat wary of the big move and we'll be looking at uh, taking some profits. So just bear that in mind as we head on into the results season. Of course, we do have quarterly results coming out this week from some of the biggies, and uh, that will continue to snowball as we head into the end of January as tech and miners do report quarterly earnings. We saw that yesterday uh, with Baby Bunting in terms of their update. Tyro as well with their update. And Super Cheap Auto. Uh, having a good time yesterday, uh, certainly uh, sh shocked the market somewhat in the strength of the Aussie consumer. A little bit today in my articles on the chances of a market crash in 2023. There is a uh, group of uh, research houses that have done some work on that, asking uh, ordinary people, not investors, ordinary people around the world, how they see the chance of a market crash in 2023. So I'll put the question to you. Question of the day, what do you think the chances are of a market crash in 2023? Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.